friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us, a Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. Today we are covering episode three of Nathan for You. This one is called Clothing Store slash Restaurant. Any thoughts right off the bat, Meg? I guess my first thoughts would just be, wow, you know, this is a lot. I think when we started this, I thought, you know, should we make um, our podcast, you know, PG? Like, do we need to swear or talk about anything during this show? And that's just a complete pipe dream, you know? Not that not that it matters that much, but um, we get into some things in this episode. Yeah, there's some talk of some female body parts, for sure, that we will be discussing today. I was really struck by the first shot that we really get starting off this episode, which is full-on underbutt slash, as we have been known to call it, the shady spot. Yes, I I also noticed that, and I thought, you know, that's quite the intro, and especially when we learn later that the main part of this segment is, you know... We learned that a security guard at a store is more of a boob guy, so it was an interesting way to open the episode. Really mixes things up. So that that was an eye-catching opener to swing us into the segment, which is all about a clothing store named Hardware. This is a pretty terrible clothing store name, right? I am torn on it because, to me, it does kind of sound like a strip club. Well, I think... Mainly, it sounds like a hardware store. Or a hardware store. Those are really the two top options for naming your spot hardware. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't really think of a strip club, to be honest, but I can see where you're coming from now. I mean, with the underbutt and then the hardware, I don't know. Maybe my mind was just going there today. It just started there at the beginning of the episode, and we jumped back into it pretty quick where we meet uh, Gabrielle Romero, who is manager of Hardware, and she is just one of the sweetest people. She's so nice to Nathan and is just a really good sport about the whole thing, but she wants to get more business into her store. So Nathan has apparently noticed that when quote-unquote attractive people buy clothing, Um, Other people see what they're wearing and they want to buy and wear those clothes as well. So he pitches that they allow attractive people to quote unquote um, shoplift an item so they can just go in and take one, leave with it, and then hopefully by them wearing these items from the store, it'll encourage their friends and other people who see them wearing it to go back to the store and buy additional products. Yeah, you know, he makes a lot of jumps in logic here, but we love Nathan, so understandable. I do have a couple questions because I feel like we, we really need to dig down into how they come to this conclusion of what they need to do for the store. One, have you ever shoplifted anything? What? No, definitely not. But I do have a shoplifting story where I saw someone else shoplifting in front of me. Ooh, okay. I'm intrigued. So I was visiting Vancouver and we like went to a dollar store uh, near where we were staying. I think we just needed toothpaste or something and we were waiting in line and there was this couple who were like very clearly on drugs of some sort and they like crouched down by um, my legs in line and they just started shoving like 
everything that was on the rack in front of them. So it was all kind of those like grab products when you're walking up to the cashier. So it's just like candy bars and stuff. And she's just like shoving all of them into her bag, just gets up and walks out. And the other person that she was there with just stays in line. And I'm turning to my boyfriend being like, should we say something? Should we do something? Like, this seems like a really weird thing to just witness and everyone in line is just not doing anything. And um, he was like, you know, they're, they're clearly on drugs. Like, this is not the kind of confrontation we're looking for. You know, they might not have a home. Um, you know, like, just kind of let it be. And if the store wants to deal with it, they can deal with it. But we're not starting a fight in Vancouver when we're trying to get toothpaste. I was like, okay, but it really rattled me. I've never just seen someone steal anything before. So brazen. So you would agree that people usually steal in teams. I mean, this was a team. I I don't think the other person should have stayed in line. I would probably recommend that they also leave. That is um, an odd move, I would agree. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I was like, they're right there, get them. <laughs> But uh, I haven't, if there are other operations, like if I thought, okay, I want to steal something, like if I think of a heist, yes, there's always a team. When I think of petty theft, I assume it's not a team sport. Yeah, I mean, I've worked a lot of retail jobs, so I've seen my fair share of people shoplifting as well. And oh, norm- did you stop anyone? Oh, gosh, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't I- know. Like, I had to be stopped from saying something. I felt like this great sense of justice where I needed to step in. And I was like the person being like, just hold me back. (laughs) But I don't know. I guess this is very common for people to let it go. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You think that Williams-Sonoma gives two shits about me? I'm not going to stop anyone from stealing anything from Williams-Sonoma. Does anyone stop anyone from stealing? Should we become thieves? Uh, when I used to work at a running store, a coworker of mine did actually chase someone down who stole a jacket, and it That's was like badass. very dramatic. And she was reprimanded by head office because they told her that the policy is that you shouldn't do that. Essentially, what? That's insane. That head office got upset at her for trying to stop them from stealing. Like clearly, she isn't doing this for herself. Yeah, I mean, we used to get robbed a lot, so. Oh, my. You just kind of had. I think that all the employees at the running store are so athletic and good runners that you would be afraid to rob that store. Like, I'd be trying to rob, like, the Lazy Boy store. (laughs) You're trying to grab, like, an entire chair (laughs) and just, like, push it out of the front door. (laughs) I just need to test this out outside real quick. I I plan on putting it in my backyard. (laughs) I'm going to put it in the back of this van. Can we just pop it in there real fast so I can sit in it and see what it's like? Um, But yes, I felt like that was an important thing that we should chat about. I also noticed when our case file popped up today that this was also case 002, which we have already seen a case 002 on Nathan for you. This is amazing. I'm excited to hear all the numbers. Maybe we should at the end, match up what numbers are the same and see if they relate in any way. Maybe they were supposed to be in an episode together. Oh my god, maybe they're a code. Nathan's trying to tell us something. Um, I also noticed that there is a post-it note that says, good opportunity to test pretty girl 
comma, ugly girl theory. And then in brackets it says, pitch to manager. I mean, that's exactly what he did. So those are some good notes. Yeah, I just, I was like, I wonder if there's more to this theory that Nathan hasn't told us yet. I would, I would like to hear some more information on the pretty girl, ugly girl theory from Nathan. Well, I think his theory is that the ugly girl will see what the pretty girl's wearing and want to buy that thing. Yeah, I mean, I've never personally seen my pretty friend and been like, I need that. If anything, I've seen prettier people and been like, damn, I definitely can't wear that. Yeah, yes. That's, <laughs> that's more the re- that's more the feeling. <laughs> As I sit at home during COVID in my sweats working. I really like uh, Gabby's line of questioning here when she basically asks Nathan, okay, so who's deciding who's pretty? And how do we define attractiveness? This is a really deep philosophical question that we can discuss today oh i did take notes on what the staff list said when they zoomed into one of the employees uh taking notes their um notes for what is attractive (laughs) at the start of their list they wrote attractive eyes and then with an arrow colorful so maybe they don't that person doesn't appreciate non-colorful eyes um Hair, nice, sexy hair, style, smile and personality, great breath, hot body. Oh, wow. On one of the other pages, one of my favorites, there's good eyebrows, which we both know that's truly the most important thing. You do love eyebrows. And I think the list you're referring to is Nathan has taken and compiled a list based on what everyone else had written. And that was on his list. Yes. The other notes on his list were no stains on shirt. Important as well. Not too old. I mean, I don't want to discriminate. There can be some uh, silver foxes, some older hot ladies, like, I don't know, uh, fresh style hair, <laughs> good <laughs> eyebrows again, important, and no limp. Just to go back to the eyebrows, I feel like uh, you very much prioritize them. I think that kind of any eyebrow is fine as long as it's not distinctly bad. Like if it's really thin, I'm not a big fan. But kind of all the in-betweens of like relatively decent are fine. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I I think I just like, I'm very drawn to eyebrows. Like I'm very quick to point out like that's a great eyebrow. Yeah, and I remember, so Kelly and I were groomswomen in our friend's wedding. And so we went and we got our makeup done together before the wedding. And uh, the people doing our eyebrows, or I guess all of our makeup, but I'm just going to focus on the eyebrows. (laughs) They only did our eyebrows. We did not wear any other makeup. We only had our eyebrows done. (laughs) (laughs) Only striking eyebrows. I think they just kind of like combed through mine briefly. But Kelly kept like, because they would show us uh, a mirror and be like, is there anything you want changed? And Kelly would just be like, more eyebrow. And then we'd go back and she'd be like... A little more eyebrow, please. <laughs> the makeup artist was appalled, too. She was like, I, no. think, I think that's enough. And I was like, it's never enough. More. I need more eyebrows. People must know my exact expression from across the room. <laughs> Listen, I can be pretty stone-faced. The eyebrows say a lot for me. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Well, I thought you looked unreal. So oh. clearly uh, it worked out. And you have um, beautiful natural eyebrows. Thank you. Um, 
while my eyebrows were not in style when I was in high school and very thin was in, um, my eyebrows do fit the style of today of being just a normal size and not too shabby. So Nathan then pitches this idea to Gabrielle and again, she is an absolute angel and seems to go with it. Again, they get all the staff to take notes and they compile this list that they give to a security guard, Simon, who is supposed to read this list, understand what they're looking for, and he is the ultimate judge of who is attractive and who is unattractive, meaning who he should let steal one item from the store and who should pay for the items. I cannot stop thinking during this montage how awkward it would be to see the sign that says shoplifting okay if you're attractive and then you go to shoplift and as you're walking out the security guard is like not for you you need to pay oh my and he did it so many times (laughs) at first i was if i was a security guard i would not be able to tell someone i thought they were unattractive i would just be like you can all take whatever you want I did look him up and he does seem very wholesome in his current life. I think he's become a chef. He oh, posts a lot of love that. Yeah, he posts a lot of what he's cooking videos and that that's kind of nice. Um, yeah. do I agree with his assessment of what makes an attractive person? Not necessarily, but I guess that's his opinion. Um and he is ruthless <laughs> with his opinion. Absolutely. So Nathan realizes that Simon might have some kind of a type or bias for the women that he's letting shoplift and the women who he is not letting shoplift. So Nathan confronts him and is basically like, hey, can you please tell me what you liked about a certain woman? And this woman has a fuller chest and Simon describes her as her figure had a pretty good build and that... The way her chest was, was what made him think that she could shoplift. And he does some good hand gestures with this to really emphasize the part of the figure he is interested in. And actually, one of my favorite parts about this scene is that the way they they start to ask Simon, because they kind of figure it out. So um, Gabrielle and Nathan are sitting at cash, and it's kind of like they're gossiping and laughing about this. And they start kind of yelling over to him, being like, oh, why'd you let that girl through? Like, which part of her did you find attractive? Because they kind of figured it out. So it was really funny to watch Nathan kind of, like, joking around with someone. Because he normally doesn't. Yeah, I think this one, this episode in particular, you can see the moment where Nathan realizes, like, oh, we accidentally hired the best character in this whole episode for, like, a minor part. Because Simon is an absolute goldmine for TV. Like, this is literally the best part of the whole episode. And he has no censor. Like, he, uh, when a woman goes to shoplift, and Nathan's like, tell me what's not attractive about her when he stops her. He just says what he thinks right to her. I was like, stop it, Simon. And she takes like, it really well, too. Yeah, she she's an all-star about it. I, I feel like maybe you'd be sad afterwards, but... It's so funny. He has, like, no filter and just says exactly what he's thinking. And he tells her exactly why he didn't let her shoplift. And they kind of ask him to go back to the list that they had given him. And he starts letting a lot more people through after that. Yes. So we see a lot more people being able to shoplift. 
And then Nathan kind of figures, you know, we should follow up with someone who has shoplifted. And he's like, I'm going to call this woman, Natalie, who was able to shoplift earlier in the week. And I'm going to see if the scheme worked and if her shoplifting caused extra customers to come into the store. So he meets up with her and he's like, hey, did anyone see you wearing the outfit that you shoplifted from hardware? And she's like, oh, yeah, my fiance, who is a male and my male friend. Nathan is not super impressed with this. Um, He's like, wait, none of your female friends saw you wearing the outfit? And she's like, no. And he essentially threatens her by saying, I'm going to show the video to the police and say that you shoplifted unless you get one of your female friends to go to hardware and buy something. Yeah, that really escalated quickly. And she seems pretty chill about it. She's like, yeah, sure, I'll help. But something that confused me a tiny bit about this scene is originally when Nathan gives Simon the list of attractive qualities, he says, um, when referring to the list, for the part that says big dick, just apply that that to the guys. Um, So apparently they also had features (laughs) that would apply to men on that list as well, uh, which would make me think that men would also shop there and that if these clothes were shown to men that would also be okay yeah i mean it does seem that way but for whatever reason they're only concerned about the women so um she decides no um i i don't want you to show that footage i'm gonna call my friend right now and have her come over and we're we're gonna go shopping and get get her to buy something yes and this this is a great little interaction between natalie and her unnamed friend They go into the store and Natalie is showing her a bunch of clothes and is like, oh, do you like skulls? Like, skulls are so in right now. She says, oh, these were all designed by Geraldo Rivera. She's being fed lines from Nathan, who's sitting outside. So she kind of just parrots whatever he says. And it is fantastic. And in the end, her friend does buy a $70 t-shirt. Yeah, that was an expensive shirt. Um, Do you own any pieces of clothing with skulls? trying to think i don't think i do currently i do love skull clothing but i think i i mainly have bought like i don't know i mainly buy like band t-shirts that's a lot of my wardrobe how about you i have one thing with a skull on it but it's from a local brewery they have a can that has a design of a cat playing with a skull that was pretty cute and the cat on it looks like my cat so i got it um, but that's the only thing I have and it, it's mainly about the cat, but the skull is also kind of cute. Um, I feel like I've seen you wear a skull shirt before. I have a question for you. If you're Natalie's friend, how do you react when you see that this episode comes out and that your friend basically was like, I'm going to bring you to this clothing store and you have to buy something? I think I'd find it really funny and be like, thank you for calling me for this show in (laughs) hindsight. But if you weren't a fan of the show, you might be uh, more sketched out and been like, girl, I was your scapegoat. But also you want to help a friend if they're being blackmailed. So I think uh, that's all to say that I'd be fine with it. (laughs) Fair enough. Also, she liked the shirt, I think. It does seem like she didn't need that much convincing. She just was like, Okay, I'll buy it. I think it's a good story. It is a really good story. Mm -hmm. Not a good story. Gabby is not super impressed with this whole scheme. 
No, but again, she's so nice about it. She's just so charming. I she's love great. Her. She's, she's great. so friendly. Even at the beginning. So Nathan shows up wearing a fedora and this pink button up shirt. And he walks up to her and it's like, oh, like you're fashionable. You own a fashion store. Like, what do you think? And she's so nice. She's like, oh, yeah, the hat looks great. You look great in it. He's all sheepish and it's like, oh, should I, should I take it off? And she's like, oh no, whatever you're comfortable with. And this is, I think he was expecting her to kind of make fun of his wardrobe and that's why he had worn it. But it turns out she was just super nice about it. Yeah. He literally looks like Russell Hands. Oh yeah. Yeah. We just have to send him out to an island for a month. I was about to do a Russell Hands impression, but I decided. Oh my gosh. I decided it. not to. Do you have one? I mean, isn't everyone's Russell Hands impression the same? Uh, I, I'd have to hear it to know. <laughs> Maybe next time. Next time I Nathan wears a fedora, I promise I will do a Russell Hands impression. Will this come up again? We'll have to see. If anyone is Can like... I encourage you to, to try, and if you hate it later, you can cut this whole thing out. <laughs> Russell, Russell, I'm Russell. trying to think of what Russell Hands would say as Gabby. Oh, should we explain who Russell Hans is? I don't even know. Russell Hans was on the show Survivor. Um, he's a very large character who is seen as a villain. Um, he's played on multiple seasons. And he's most recently on a Catfish episode. I like to call this my dumbass girl clothing store scheme. Oh my god, Russell, is that you? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. We are definitely cutting that out. <laughs> please don't <laughs> i thought it was really good like i could not do anything i couldn't do any impression well i can barely do my own voice well the game is so flawed <laughs> <laughs> oh my god let's moving on moving on as quickly as humanly possible if uh Colin, Kelly's fiance, is in the other room. <laughs> he must be like, what is happening in there? He's like, oh my god, I didn't know Russell came over. <laughs> What's he doing here? How do you get into our condo? <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. You know what? Maybe Russell will hear about this and be like, wow, <laughs> Kelly does such a good impression. I need to reach out and be on that show. Yeah, I think and maybe we'll get Russell as a guest. And you'll do the impression, and then all the listeners will be like, is Russell just talking to himself on this podcast? I think Russell's known for really liking when people uh, do impressions of him, so. Of course. Shall How we? How do we segue back? Yeah, I don't even know. Shall we talk about where hardware is these days? I think you're normally the one who looks it up, so I have no oh, idea. Oh, I got I'm it. Just, ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to assume, like all other businesses on this show, it's not a thing. Don't worry. It was a rhetorical question. So I have great news for the people really? of Los Angeles. Hardware is still open. Whoa. You know what? We were in LA. We should go. Oh, man. We should have go gone. Back, oh, my God. Yeah, go you're back. right. We could have gone and gotten some sweet skull clothing. What a disappointment. It has 4.4 on Google. That's great. Not bad. Um, and it has an Instagram page as well with 681 followers. If you want to follow it's them. A, it's about to be one more. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Six, about to be 683 when both of us follow. Wow. Um, at Hardware on Larchmont. If anyone is down to follow. It looks like they have some nice stuff. They got lots of jumpsuits. 
They've got lots think? of tie-dye. Oh, very trendy. They're always on trend. Um, do you think Gabrielle is still there? Because I would like to call her. I was trying to find her on the page, but I couldn't find her like on their Instagram, but I didn't scroll back super, super far. Um, yeah, you're going to have to go back pretty far. Yeah, and a lot of their models are also wearing sunglasses, which was makes Instagram it tough. a thing during this show? I don't think so. 2013? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I just wasn't hip. I got Instagram, like, last year. <laughs> I would definitely say, like, we would shop at Hardware for sure, though. Like, they have cute stuff on the Instagram page. Highly recommend checking it out. I wonder if we can order something. At the end of this podcast, we're just going to end up with weird stuff from each of these stores. Any of them that are still open. We'll do a video podcast and we'll both just be decked out in skull clothing. We'll do an unboxing every time we order something. Oh my god, amazing. I did recently order something from the show that is set to arrive on Saturday that I will post a photo of on our Instagram. What a tease. Oh my god, I don't even know about this. (laughs) It's so spicy. (laughs) I'm so excited. Check out our Instagram, Nathan for us pod. If you want to see this um, very mysterious and alluring item that I purchased. Wow. Exclusive. Yeah. Kelly doesn't even know about it. This is great. Um, I was going to order one for you too. And then I was like, I want to check if it's any good first. (laughs) I'm literally, I have no idea what it could be. So I'm very stoked. Well, you can also check out our Instagram this Saturday to learn more. Perfect. I won't even tell you. Uh, I, I, you also have to follow us. I hope you don't. I'll be waiting with bated breath. I'll put on my notifications and everything. Wow. I'm very excited. So we do move on from this segment to one of these side segments where Nathan is talking about his method for how he's able to do research. So essentially, he does these recon missions where he'll show up to a business in a quote-unquote disguise aka usually just him wearing a beard and check out like what's going on in the store or what's going on in the business before they start scheming i have so many thoughts and opinions on this it's unbelievable for a short segment okay first section do you think the beard disguise is a good disguise (laughs) no it looks so bad (laughs) what I think it's so good. (laughs) It's so clearly a fake beard. (laughs) Okay, but okay, I guess his disguise specifically maybe isn't ideal. But do you think beards in general make a person look very different? I think so. I think the problem with Nathan's beard is that he wears it. It's like just a chin and neck beard. It's like hardly even actually covering like the area that I guess actually his chin. Like it's mainly just under his neck. So it doesn't really cover his face. I think he's trying to get caught. He's definitely trying to get caught. Now, okay, I only say this because... One of the one of the clickbaity things that nine out of t- ten times I'll click on is like makeovers and transformations where someone with long hair and a beard just they just get a haircut and they look like a completely new person. So more often than not, like I think a lot about is my haircut the right haircut? And or if I see someone it's like, do I even know if they're attractive or not? Because do, does a haircut matter so much? Because some of these videos, I'm just so blown away by how completely different they can look with a with just a different hairstyle. 
So you're like Nathan with a beard, unattractive, normal Nathan in a fedora. <laughs> hey, baby. I think what's hard about knowing if Nathan's attractive or not is like, what is his personality? <laughs> is this all a ruse? Do I even know who he is or what he's like? It's a great question. We've watched many episodes of the show and we still don't know anything about him. Now, if we were to scroll back onto the list, smile and personality is one of the key attractive traits. And when we don't really know what his true personality is, it's like, how can I tell? He does have pretty good eyebrows, though. As we see later um, in another episode, he may or may not. Whoa, whoa. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Teaser alert. Whoa. Plugging future episodes. He may or may not be on a dating show. What? Whoa. Whoa. What a tease. Women apply. (laughs) He's very desirable. One might even call him a hunk. You know what? That is the exact word I would use to describe Nathan, actually. He is a hunk. So when Nathan's not using his uh, neckbeard disguise, he calls it for longer-term surveillance. He uses a different method, which that he has an old video game called The Librarian's Quest that has been hollowed out on the inside And he will crawl into the bowels of the librarian's quest and just wait in there and watch what is going on inside the business. Sorry, this is hands down my favorite segment so far. I rate this so unbelievably high. I'm obsessed with it. So it might be I'm super biased because I don't, I think I might have mentioned on this show that um, I used to design escape rooms and... This is, like, so up my alley of disguising one object as another object with a fun secret entrance to, like, I don't know. It's just amazing. I just love it so much. They, It's so simple and so effective. It's so funny. And the game itself has three controls, which are read, index, and shh. Now, those are strategically placed to deter people from trying to use the game. Should we kind of set up the rest of what they end up doing with this game? Oh, yeah. I have one question for you, though. Mm -hmm. Well, two questions, actually. So one, this is a three-player game. Are you playing as a librarian? And have you ever seen three librarians in a library? Um, Would I choose to play as a librarian? Are there other options? I don't think so. I don't know. We need more information on this game. I tried to look up everything I could, but unfortunately, I, if it's real, there's not a lot of info. Yeah, I, I don't think it's real, but um, I guess the options would be the librarian, but for the shh button, you would use that as the librarian or index, and read would probably be a guess, but there should be buttons to be like, cause, cause a ruckus at the library. like Or like, check speak. out a book. Yeah, speak loudly, get shushed. Or, like, avoid getting shushed. Or, like, sneeze, because I feel like libraries always have that book smell, and that always makes me sneeze. Mm-hmm. Um, now, are you someone who likes it dead quiet at the library? I don't, but I also usually listen to a podcast or music. Hmm. How I are you? I have no ability to focus um, if I actually need to memorize something. So, at my university, you know, a very... Um, very good business school in Canada. Not actually, but our library had different levels 
and kind of every level you went up higher, it was another level of silence. So the first floor, you could talk loudly, have group meetings. Second floor, okay, you can talk, but like one or two people. Progressing to the top floor where it's like, if you breathe loudly, you're gonna get a dirty look. And I'd always study on the very top floor because I need like dead silence to get stuff done. Oh, see, we had these like weird glass rooms that were the silent study rooms. And they were like, it was like going into an airlock chamber where everyone was just completely silent. Wow, we're getting so many real life facts about you today. <laughs> my my follow-up question about the library and quest game is would you pay $20 to play this game? Cuz that's what oh, the cost ab- is. Absolutely not. The uh, so this game, I feel like we still haven't even explained what is happening here. So we have the game and Nathan uses it to plant in a store if he wants to do longer surveillance. What he ends up doing is he wants someone else to take over this role so he can survey more businesses. And he thinks, who do I know that likes looking at things? Simon, the security guard. So he enlists Simon to go sit inside of this game. And the way they get it into a business is they have these two movers who bring the game into the business they want to take a look at. And they say, our van has broken down. Do you mind if we just leave this game here for a few minutes while we go deal with that? We'll come back, pick it up. And it sounds like every business has said yes so far. So we have Simon in the game. He gets wheeled in, and this is where we are introduced to the price and the controls on the game because they don't want anyone to actually try to play it, even though they leave it kind of in the middle of the floor unplugged. So to deter people, they have a very high price. So on it, it says 25 cents times 80, so $20 per game, and they have boring moves, which were, as Kelly mentioned, read, index, and shh. Yes, and so... His whole plan is that he wants to test Simon, because as we've discussed, Simon has a very specific and serious vice, which is big boobies. So Nathan really needs to make sure that Simon's not going to get distracted by any voluptuous women. So he's like, okay, I'm going to let Simon sit in Librarian's Quest. I'm going to spy on him using a second hollowed out apparatus that I own, which is a Native American cigar store carving. I think people have probably seen these if they were born in the 90s like we were. I feel like they were kind of a thing at like cigar shops for a while. But now that, you know, we are a little more accepting as a society and realize that it's not super kosher to just have a giant Aboriginal person sitting outside of your store to sell cigars. So now we have Nathan in the hollowed out cigar man and we have simon in the game and after half an hour nathan starts sending in some distractions to test simon and he does this by sending in trisha paytas so for those of you who don't know who she is um she's a youtuber she's been on a lot of different game shows something to know about her is she just tried to get famous kind of in any way she could so she's auditioned for a ton of different shows and has been on multiple game shows. I think she was on X Factor. Um, She's just been on a ton of different stuff. Yes, and she has large bosoms. Yes. So Trisha comes in and essentially is 
like hovering over the game kind of and just like standing near where we know Simon's eyesight will be. And thank God, because I don't know if I could have kept watching the episode otherwise, um, Simon does not get distracted or begin doing anything inappropriate within Librarian's Quest is how I'm going to put this. I think that's all we need to say. Yeah, Simon does great. He does passes with flying colors the first part of the test. For the second part of the test, Nathan hires a professional actor who wants to quote-unquote buy the librarian's quest from inside the convenience store that it's placed in. But his problem is that he can't actually fit it in his car, so he's going to need to saw it in half. The whole point is that he's putting a lot of pressure on Simon to see if Simon is going to exit librarian's quest once he hears that this random man is going to basically saw in half the thing that he's sitting inside of so the man gets out a saw and starts using it on the machine and then nathan pops out of the cigar man blowing a whistle and tells simon you know you've passed unbelievable 10 out of 10 stunning commitment to the bit would you have gotten out or said something I absolutely would have gotten out of Librarian's Quest. This is totally off the wall. How about you? I was kind of wondering if he couldn't quite see clearly or fully hear everything. Like maybe it was muffled a bit in there and he couldn't quite see where he was going with it. But it it's crazy he didn't try to stop anyone or do anything about it. Yeah, and, like, he didn't even look that stressed out. Like he wasn't all, like, sweaty or anything. Like I would have been so sweaty... I would have been, like, that, freaking out. Like, I would have had a panic attack. Yeah, that's why I was wondering if he really realized what was happening. Maybe not. Maybe he was still thinking about Trisha. We do see Simon and Trisha one last time in the episode, but I think we can cover that right at the end of the pod. Moving on from our hijinks at the convenience store with the recon mission, we go over to Billy's Deli. And so the whole reason that we talked about Librarian's Quest and had covered this is because that's what Nathan had used to gather some intel on this next business. So while he was hiding in Librarian's Quest, he had also been drinking some iced coffee because, of course, as one would assume, the electricity plug from the game is actually a straw, so Nathan can drink from inside the machine using that electric plug as the straw. And as soon as he was done the recon mission, he super had to go to the bathroom. So he was walking around the neighborhood trying to find somewhere to go to the bathroom and realized that no one around here actually had a bathroom that was open for anyone who wasn't a customer for the business. So when Nathan is pitching his idea to Gloria, he says, I noticed for your bathroom, um, you have a customer's only policy. And I want to congratulate you. Congratulations on losing money. So his big idea is that he wants to allow any customers in the neighborhood, whether they're customers at their store, a different establishment, not a customer at all, to come in and use their bathroom. And while they are using the bathroom, he is going to plant a little TV in the stall that plays a commercial for Billy's uh, Deli. And hopefully that is enticing enough that after they use the washroom, they'll want to sit and enjoy a meal. Yeah, and surprisingly, Gloria says, okay, let's do it. And to give some context, Gloria is a sweet little lady 
on the little folder that we get talking about the scheme, um, it says that Gloria has been employed at Billy's Deli since 1992. And this was filmed in 2013. So, you know, she is a very, very long-time employee. And she also is from Panama, according to the sticky note on the little folder. So, as we know, Nathan is stellar at making posters. So, this episode is no exception. He decides to get some posters printed to put in the windows of Billy's Deli to let people know that their washroom is open for business some of these signs say toilet for one now seating at billy's another one says go number one then order number seven he also takes cards that he brings around to neighboring businesses that explain their location how to get there and the fact that anyone can use their washroom so other businesses if anybody asks them for a bathroom he can give them the the card and they can go and find billies yeah i really like this scheme i don't know if this is like getting way too personal but i have a very small bladder so i frequently need to use the bathroom when i'm like traveling and stuff like that so i absolutely love places that'll just let me use the bathroom when i can go in and i know it's going to be pretty clean yeah i didn't necessarily have a huge appreciation of it before but during covid especially at the beginning um, we tried to do a few day trips out to Niagara Falls just to get out somewhere where you can walk around, enjoy some fresh air because you spend all your time at home. And we learned that one of the issues is that everywhere the bathrooms were closed. So anytime we wanted to do a day trip, even if it was just to go on a hike, um, we'd have to call around to a bunch of places ahead of time and plan our stops. Yeah, I'm fully down for if places want to show me a commercial while I'm going to the bathroom so that I can use it, like that's a-okay with me. Also, it seems to have worked. It does seem to have worked. When you were watching the commercial, um, did you also pause it and try and figure out what was on the table? What dishes were on the table? No, they seem to focus a lot on the chili. (laughs) Yeah. I was wondering, like, is that supposed to be like a psychological tip, you know, to get your, your bowels moving? So... Nathan and the crew has set up cameras within the stalls that show about the person's shoulder height and above for each of the different angles. And as they're exiting the bathroom, Nathan is waiting there with a release form, trying to get them to sign it immediately and then to move them uh, into the restaurant to sit to eat. So three of the four people shown took this incredibly well and signed it. And Nathan kind of prodded at them saying you know we can use this footage for anything like you're fine with us doing anything with it and they say oh yeah that's fine and signed and one person loses his mind and is probably what i would do as well yeah and they have to blur his face so clearly no matter what they said to him he was not signing the form yeah yeah which completely fair i would absolutely not sign this form and would be so sketched out so yeah there are multiple successes which is great to see And Nathan's basically like, Gloria, I have increased your business. And now after working with you for a week, it really feels like we're family. And he asks if he can be included in her will. She agrees with him that he seems like family and he's like a son to her and she's all smiles. And she even takes this pretty well. She says, you know, I do have a daughter and I have to take care of her first, but maybe there's a little something that 
uh, I can do for you, but I, I have to check. And Nathan's like, oh, I can't wait to own this restaurant one day. <laughs> yeah, and we do get an update later that Gloria did choose not to include Nathan in his in her will, sorry. Which I'm, I'm pretty glad about. I think her daughter had said to her, like, you don't even know this man. And she was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Meg, would you put me in your will? Yeah, sure. I don't have a will. What age are you supposed to get a will at? I have no idea. Like, what stuff do I have to leave to anyone? Yeah, we go back to Trish and Simon to end this episode. So Nathan says that he saw the look in Simon's eyes when he saw Trish and he really wanted to to help his friend out and to not get too excited. And Trisha walks in and uh, Simon gets so excited and gives her a big hug and they seem very happy. Yeah, that's the end. They get introduced. I do not believe they're together. No, no, they're definitely not together. They did have a brief chat about... Uh, if Simon has ever asked any of his previous girlfriends to get um, a breast enhancement. And he says he's tried to hint at it, but hasn't been successful in getting anyone to do it. And that's fine. Um, And then kind of to end it off, Nathan says that when he looked at Simon and Trisha, he was jealous, but all well, more businesses next week. Yeah, I think this is a great little uh, appetizer for The Hunk, which is an episode coming later in the season. You know what? I like that right now. Nathan is just focused on the businesses and is trying to help uh, the other people in the episodes with their love life a little bit here and there. And he'll take care of himself later. Yeah, and I do have an update on Billy's Deli. It is a sad one. Unfortunately, they did close down in 2015 after nearly 67 years. Wow, that's so long. I know. It's honestly very impressive that they were in business for so long as, like, Mm -hmm. a little neighborhood institution, it seems like. Um, They had a 4.1 on Google Review, and, yeah, it looked like it was super popular. People really liked the corned beef. One review just says super food, and there's a couple, you know, best bathrooms in town would go number two again. Whoa. That's definitely people from this episode, I assume. Definitely, no. but but yeah, I, I'm sad that they're closed. That that kind of sucks. I feel like a lot of these really old school diner type restaurants have been closing down as things have become more like trendy and health food focused, which is really a bummer. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure how many, I guess throughout the series, we'll figure out how many places have closed down. I don't know if this will be a sad statistic, but at the end of every season, maybe we can say how many businesses are still open and closed and if we're able to reach out to anyone and see how they're doing. Yeah, I'll definitely plug them into a spreadsheet. Maybe I can get us some sweet statistics using my very expensive statistics certificate. Oh, good, because I have no intention of going anywhere near Excel. (laughs) And that's the episode. We hope you enjoyed. If uh, you want to follow us on socials, you can. We are Nathan for Us Pod on Instagram as well as Twitter. Make sure you go check out Megan's mysterious post on our Instagram, which will be from Saturday. 
And our next episode is on gas station character artist, which I definitely remember a lot about this one. So I'm pretty excited. Same. I'm also very excited. We do also have another podcast. If you're interested in listening to that, it is called Cool Girls Look at Explosions. And we talk about action movies. This week coming up, we'll be talking about Charlie's Angels, the one from the year 2000. You can follow that podcast at Explosions Pod. This has been Kelly and Megan on your side. <laughs>